How does your creative path as an actress and producer differ from your path as a physician? Or how are they similar? Very interesting question. <laughs> um, medicine, I don't consider it as a creative path in my mind. It is something that has already been generated over years of research and experience and put into books and you learn that in medical school and you learn how to treat certain diseases and conditions and how to approach patients. So there is a protocol for everything in medicine. And as you go through life as a physician, you generate your own way of how it is the most effective way to deal with your own patients and your own uh, healing process for them. But uh, I don't consider that creative by any means because you, you are using your mind, you're using your memory of intelligence of years of experience and study to understand what is happening in that person's mind or body and you're trying to heal that. Um, so I may, I, there may be other opinions, other doctors may find this a creative process and that is perfectly fine, but to me it's not creative. It's just more of an analytical sort of process and it's a more um, heart-to-heart connection process when you're, when you're dealing with a human being in front of you and trying to heal their pain. Um, it's more of analyzing the problem, putting your own emotion as a human being, uh, as, an, as a person who has knowledge in that field across and trying to heal them. So um, if, if you're connecting the creativity portions, I don't think that's similar at all. But films to me is a completely creative medium. You know, there is a, the, it's an amalgamation of personalities, of ideas, of egos, of conflicts, of uh, uh, crazy visions of dreams of, you know, bringing humanity to the limit of whatever we can explore and putting it on screen. So to me, that's how it appears. So the two are very separate, but you're somehow able to live a life where you devote time to both of them and they're both very important to you. For a long time, yes. In the, in the last couple of years, my, my focus is shifting to producing uh, films with great messages. Uh, as you know, both are very time-consuming professions. For a long time, I did manage to do both. Uh, but as you grow to a certain level, you realize, okay, the balance is shifting. So I have worked as a physician for hours and hours and hours at a time without breaks in emergency rooms, you know. And, um, and during those times, there was nothing else in my mind but that. It was about patient care. It was about healing. I never ever in my mind at that moment, I never was anything else but a physician. Um, but once I finished that whole stint of shifts or that whole set of uh, work in a particular little town, I, I was a small town um, traveling emergency physician. That was how I managed both professions. I, I, once I finished that set of work, I would go away to my filming arena and then let all of that out. That was my, that closed off my um, work as a physician and it entered into the realm of creativity. Do you remember when that shift happened? Do you remember, was there a certain incident, something where you said that you felt more drawn toward one over the other? 
No, I have always, ever since I can remember as a little child, um, been drawn to larger than lifeness. I don't know whether it was more of an attention grabbing technique in the beginning. Uh, you know, when as a child I was always, I wanted to be the center of attention. I wanted to speak out about things. I wanted to, to perform my classical dance. And I never had any trouble with that. And, um, but coming from a, a background, a very, very academic, uh, traditional background of South Indian family that I came from, there was nobody in the family who were from the performing arts in any of the several generations. They were all scholastic, they were all Sanskrit scholars, they were temple priests. And uh, in, in documented history, my grandfather, uh, uh, B.B. Pandit, was an Ayurvedic physician. And um, he set the tone for you know a larger than life. He had 11 children and my father being one of them, my youngest one. And uh, so I grew up in this whole kind of academic, cultural family where tradition reigned supreme and it was beautiful, but it was also very structured. And I kind of had this path set out for me from the very beginning because my grandfather was an Ayurvedic physician. My father is, a, is, a, is an allopathic physician. He's a practicing cardiologist. Uh, actually, internal medicine now. He did cardiology, but he's practicing internal medicine. Um, so it was kind of like almost, you know, that legacy. Uh, and, it, and I was always told, oh, she's going to grow up to be a physician. And it was, it was just that, you know, it was almost a given. And uh, I was certainly not opposed to it because I really adored and respected my dad and my granddad. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, you, you don't know when you're very young what exactly your life is going to turn out to be, obviously. So, um, so yeah, and that's, that's how it happened. I was good in my academic studies. But at the same time, there was this, there was this constant side. It, it never, ever collided. It was always, it happened beautifully side by side. I'm, I, either I'm lucky or... I, I was always good with my academic work, but at the same time, I was always in drama, in dramatics in school. I was learning Bharatanatyam dancing, which is a disciplined art form from the age of seven onwards. Um, learning Carnatic classical music, waking up early in the morning. Mom used to wake me up for practice at uh, uh, 6 a.m. So the teacher used to come home and you sit and learn the the art for an hour and then go to school so it's a it was a very structured and cultural and uh disciplined upbringing but there was also freedom my parents had that insight i think they they always they would guide me and structure me a certain way but then when they saw that i had a little bit of a different tilt they never curbed it but they always said you have to be good in your academics. You have to have a solid background to always fall back on. You always have to be independent. Do not depend on anybody for your financial freedom ever. And you know, for me, that was, uh, it was ingrained. And um, I think that's why I kind of, it went bilateral all the time. And it was, I think only post my medical school. And then when I started my residency and when I came into that point of, my own financial independence happening uh, that's when the branch out started i was like okay i can do both i can and i can do both and i don't have to depend on anybody for both you know and luckily for me i had this medical background where i could finance my own journey towards where i wanted to go 
And yes, I do have a very long way to go in either field, but the fact is I was able to confidently make strides into both the fields. And that's what I'm very thankful to my family for, you know, for giving me that background. Because many times, as you know, the this field, the field of films and fashion and, and media is, is quite uh, is a roller coaster in terms of being a, getting jobs in, in terms of the the ups and downs that can happen you know suddenly you're on a high one day and the next day you're not in that film anymore or whatever and that can throw people off right and so much and it's, it can it, it can be very traumatizing so luckily i had that background so i never gave up on that until very recently you know right very recently is when that that full shift is happening where i'm hoping to keep uh, acting and producing and giving more important breaks to people like me who you know are trying to come in and trying to have avenues um, and create films you know that's what I'm hoping to do but let's see how far it goes life every day is an adventure life is unpredictable but you know you go forward how did you begin acting ah, again you know my life is uh, when you it's only during interviews that I look back and I realized with fascination how many things fell into place at certain points in life which you don't ever expect it to happen that way, you know. So here I was in the U.S. Um, uh, with my medical studies and residency and career happening. And then uh, I remember sitting with my brother one day and saying, hey, you know what, I... Uh, I really, I really, really want to act, you know. And he said this, he, he sat me down in, in a very traditional Indian style. He said, sit down and here is a balance. Okay, here's your doctor balance. Here's your acting balance. Which one is, which one is making you want to, you know, tilt that way? And I, that was a very interesting way to put because for me, I could have easily just continued on the path of medicine and not taken this risk of trying to break away and try to get into films you know films was not in anywhere in my realm till that point um, so that really made me think I just sat for a second and you know I, I, I literally I saw this whole stardust falling onto this side of the <laughs> balance in my in my mind I'm like oh that sounds so interesting and so exciting I want to do this too you know because he said you know if they're both equal or if this is more important to you right now let go of the acting dream you know why do you want to why do you want to take that whole risk now you're you're set in a career path it's a great path people respect you you like the field um, why do you want to do that and but then I, I it's something inside me it's it's uh, the the magic of celluloid the magic of these characters which have stayed with me since childhood you know all these beautiful films they have shaped my destiny in many many ways films have shaped my destiny so i said no i'm going to give it a try i have to do this and i had no background whatsoever no not in nobody no connection in film no nothing i have always been in the performing arts which is different the traditional performing arts you know that kind of thing so i went uh, to an acting course in Mumbai. I took a short break and went to an acting course and I loved every moment of it. I, I, I just wanted to try it out. I said, what, whether this is me, you know, can I be other characters and, and do this? And I loved every moment of it. And 
And yet I, I heard about, oh my gosh, how difficult it is to break into acting. You know, you may have to, to go and um, knock on office doors for years without getting the right parts and audition. And at that point I panicked. I was like, okay, now, now how long do I take this break for? You know, because I, I already have studied medicine and I'm on that path and I mean I, this is this is okay it's a distraction I took but but this is not seeming as easy as I thought it would be in any way but see you know destiny works in strange ways I was set to come back to the US a week later with my ticket from India and uh, I got a call from my diction teacher he was teaching me Hindi diction because my language was not even Hindi it, it, my, my original language was Kannada, which is a regional language I grew up with. So um, I was learning Hindi, you know. And he just said, uh, hey, there's a, a producer who's looking for a, a girl whose description seemed exactly like you match it. Go and meet him. And I, I grabbed that opportunity. I, I, I knew I was probably returning to the States back in one week. But I said, what have I got to lose? I will go meet this one producer. And my diction teacher, I respect him. He's a very, uh, he's a very reliable person. And he wouldn't like point me in a direction where it was nothing, you know, it was useless or anything like that. So I, I, I caught an auto rickshaw, you know, the three-wheeler that you have, the public vehicle in India. I caught, I didn't have a car there at that time. I took an auto rickshaw. I rushed to that office and I, I just walked in. And I said, I'm here to meet you for this role. And I remember there was the producer, Mr. Rakesh Nath. I will never forget. They gave me my break in film, you know. And the director was the celebrated uh, artist, international artist, Mr. M.F. Hussain, who was a painter. And he's no more. He's, uh, but he, uh, they were both sitting there. He was going to direct that film. They were both sitting in the office. So I walk in the office, uh, my very first ever, this kind of an you know, it wasn't an audition, but I just walked in to say, may I try for this part? And I remember I walked in and, and then I just introduced myself and they just looked at me and they looked at each other and they said, okay, thank you, you may go. And I was, uh, I didn't get it. I was like, I said, um, can I speak? And they said, no, 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 we'll let you know. Thank you. And that was it. I said, okay, and I left. Uh, and here I am going back towards uh, my uh, uh, travel ticketing office, and I get a call saying from the same producer, about two hours later, we had, uh, the, the office, travel office was two hours away, so I was in, my, in, in a cab, and I get saying, uh, when are you gonna come and sign the contract? You're on. That was as easy as my oh. entry into film was. And I wasn't auditioned, uh, I, was, I wasn't asked to speak the lines or anything, but I guess what happened is I was in the right place at the right time and I just did not miss that opportunity. The reason I'm bringing this up is many, many people I see in my life right now, they throw away opportunities. I mean, it stares me in the face. They say, oh, I'm too tired. Maybe, oh, next time, you know me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you don't do that. This is where that biggest door in your life could, it could change your entire day. And I can't explain that I see many times. I try telling people and they look at me like I'm crazy. And I go, ah, that little meeting, no, I'll do it next week. No, you do it now, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying this in so much detail because that, that's all it took. I, I did not, I, 
I, I got the phone call from my addiction teacher. I took an auto, I went there, I just stood there for one minute, I walked out, and bang, I was in one of the most beautiful films ever, Gajagamini. And it, it's a one-of-a-kind piece. And it had the legendary actors of Indian cinema in it. Um, Madhuri Dikshit, Shabana Azmi, Naziruddin Shah, Farida Jalal, Shilpa Shirodkar, Mr. Shah Rukh Khan made a special appearance. So I was in the midst of all these legends watching them work in my very first film. And my appearance was beautiful. I, pl I played the muse of Rabindranath Tagore, the, the famed poet and the Nobel laureate. And I played his muse. He had written about this beautiful character, Abhisarika, you know, in his poetry. And I played her. So it was a very artistic entry into film. And, and see how it happened. It was amazing. And one thing, obviously, when, when once you're in and then you, uh, you have the talent, you have the dedication, you have the sincerity, I believe always next doors open. And that's what happened for me. It sounds like then opportunity whispers. Yes. And Very instead much. of knocks, and, and you somehow read those signs like, let's do this now. Whereas you say, you do see other people that maybe put it off and it may be fear. It's, it's, or just thinking that there's more time. But that I get fear too. I have fear too. But I don't let that stop me. Uh, I sometimes get paralyzing fears about, about things, you know, so many things. But I also realize that the more maturity I have, the more older I get, I'm realizing you have to grab the moment because really that is all there is. Really that is all there is. You know, you never know what the next moment, how things can change, how things can take off in a completely different tangent. So, so take, like you're saying, the universe, I believe this, the universe will give you signs, very, very gentle, intuitive signs for whoever believes in either God or faith or universe, however you put that, that, that higher power, which is beyond us as humans, is trying to communicate to us in a certain way, in any way, you know, there is, it may come through a person, a phone call, like you say, like that whisper, you know, it can be a, an intuition within you saying, go there today, something will happen that's good. But you need to follow that, you know, otherwise life will just pass by. And, and like I've read it so many times in people who are legends, you know, in the, in the, at, at the end of their lives, they always say, have said this, I have never regretted the things I have done. I always regret the things I have not done. You know, when I see that, actually that is my biggest fear. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to come to the end of my life and say, I wish I had done, I had taken the courage to do that. You know, uh, because you know, as a human, we are all, we are all with faults. We, you know, we will make mistakes. So. At the end of my life, it's okay if I look back and say, oh gosh, I made a billion mistakes. But I don't want to reach that point and say, oh, I should have tried that. That would have made a difference to my life, my family's life, my community's life, my world's life. I didn't do it. I don't want to feel that. So that is why I, I go forward. <laughs> I read something where you said it's boring to blindly follow trends. And you like to make your own style and kind of just be your own person. And I see you sitting in this absolutely beautiful dress. I wish the people could see the print. It's a cobra print or there's, there's different uh, 
Tell us ah. about this amazing dress. I know it ties into a film that you're a part of. Yes. I wanted to talk about the dress first. Okay. Because if people could see this beautiful dress and your shoes and the whole outfit together, they'd be amazed. I don't know if you can stand up for a moment. Oh, I would absolutely be you know, delighted to. It's flowing. It's very feminine. It has an incredible pattern, like a cobra, and it's just very bold. And yes, you're wearing it tonight, I understand, yes. to a premiere? Yes, can I sit down? Very, very proud you've asked this question. Um, this dress is made by a very beautiful designer friend of mine. Her brand is called Shahida Parides. And uh, she is based in Arizona and California. She's an international designer a very wonderful friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, and I respect her tremendous creativity, brilliance, and professionalism as well. Uh, she is Indian by origin, but her, her whole designer uh, brand and her company is all international. So she works with these amazing self, she, this is her brainstorming, her, oh, her wow. designs entirely, and she creates patterns which are inspired by nature and she says um, in her wide travels, she travels the world, and uh, whenever she travels, she says anything that catches her eye in the beauty of nature, in the magic of nature, um, and architecture and environment and everything, she somehow beautifully incorporates those colors, uh, bold, bright colors into her patterns. And, uh, and she has this unique way of engineering the print into the pattern. You know, uh, so if you actually notice her dresses, there's no incompleteness anywhere. You'll see the prints, it's almost as if each, it's not almost as if she actually each creates each dress uh, as a piece in itself. Right. I saw so, the website, by the way. It's absolutely gorgeous. What's the URL? Her, uh, her website is www.shahidaparides.com. Mm, okay. S-H-A-D-H-I-D-A. Yeah. P-A-R-I-D-E-S dot com. Oh, okay. And um, she has worldwide sales online, works with all these, uh, I, call, I call it that. I, I, when I wear these dresses, I feel this fusion of freedom, flow, and fire. Oh, wow. I told I her that, that and she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel it. I mean, um, I was a showstopper recently for her at uh, Tucson Fashion Week and um, she, provided this amazing red, uh, flaming red gown for me. And I, I came on stage and I, I'm, I'm not boasting, but the entire audience just broke out in applause. Oh, and wow. for a second I stood, uh, did I do something wrong? And then I realized that it was the, the magnificence of the dress. You know? It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it, it, it has, and it's very comfortable. So, so yeah, I mean, she, uh, you can look it up online. Uh, anybody can shop online. She has retail stores um, oh. across. I'm sure all that information is also on her website. And okay. she's growing very internationally as well. She's dressing celebrities in Hollywood as well and um, everywhere. So it's awesome. Yeah, I looked at the website and each uh, outfit it, or, or like shirt or, or even little shorts was its own like sort of masterpiece. I mean, they're very feminine, yeah. they're very flowy, yeah. and I like that. And the prints were very unique. Yeah, it yeah. It was very exotic. Exactly. So I can see how you would want to wear it to the premiere tonight. Now yes. you're in LA. Yes. For the premiere, yes. and uh, the dresses are they 
in the movie or you're just wearing them for the premiere tonight? The one oh, tonight? I'm definitely I'm definitely wearing it for the premiere tonight. The one of the biggest premieres, uh, if I may say, the the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 is oh, tonight. Wow. And we are very wow. excited. I'm going mm -hmm. to be uh, presenting Shahida's dress there and nice. very excited. Um, and no, of course not. I wear it uh, in my movies. In my most recent upcoming movie, which I'm very, very excited to talk about, it's called Sulige Sikidaga. Uh, I'll explain what that means. And okay. the tagline is Be Fluid as Water. Uh, Shahida has provided uh, three amazing dresses for me, which I have worn in my film as well. So. Yeah, and the dresses are very fluid. Everything's very feminine and flowy from, yes. from what I saw. So yes. that's, that's a good correlation. The be fluid as water, that is at the tagline of the film or that's just a state? Did you say that in the movie? Or? No, I've definitely not said that in the movie. Oh, you haven't, okay. Um, so uh, be, f uh, be fluid as water is currently the tagline, but because the word sulige sikidaga may be difficult to pronounce internationally, uh, it depends. We may, we may put it as the English title of the film. It's um, the word Sulige Sikidaga means caught in the whirlpool. That's Ooh, what that means. So it's almost as if when caught in the whirlpool, be fluid as water. That's the kind of the connection. Right. You know, um, of course, if you see the film is when you'll understand the whole the whole connection of all of this. But uh, the be fluid as water. I feel so proud to say this in an interview because I am one of the biggest admirers of the legend Bruce Lee. And uh, one of his most famous speeches has this, this phrase that he uses, be water, my friend. And if you hear that speech, it pretty much encompasses what you need to be in life. Flexible, adaptable, flowing, forward, Usually water doesn't go backward, you know. <laughs> and, and I think he says that. He, said, he encompasses it all in that speech so beautifully. And uh, I was very inspired by that speech. And since my film deals with four major components, one of those components is inspired by his love of martial arts, which which I've taken in my heart as something amazing, you know? And that martial arts angle is what made me use this tagline because once people see the film, they'll understand that the martial arts component is what connected to this tagline, be fluid as water. That doesn't mean the storyline doesn't also encompass this line, it does. But it was kind of a very, I would like to call it intelligent way of combining those things, the be fluid as water. How does Be Fluid as Water work in your acting career and, and in producing films? Because you'd said earlier that it is a roller coaster ride, mm -hmm. you know, glorious highs mm -hmm. and then sometimes lower lows. Mm -hmm. So how does fluidity come into play? Fluidity has to come into play. How else can I go forward? You know, at every point when there is a low, if I stagnate, it's done for, right? I mean, how, how do I not flow forward? If I want to go forward in the creative field, I have to, I have to allow, the, the lows are always there, the lows are there every day. There are difficulties every single day, challenges every day. But 
I can only momentarily dwell on the, the negativity part of the challenge. It will continue to keep affecting me in the back of my mind, but I cannot allow that to affect my present moment. For example, right now as I'm sitting here, there are 10 issues in the back of my head, as I'm sure it is for all <laughs> yes. human beings, uh -huh. right? Um, but if I allow those 10 issues to overwhelm my capacity to answer what you're asking, who is at loss? Me. I am losing out on the, the, the amazing outlet of expression you're giving me, you know? And this moment where I can hopefully connect with thousands and thousands of people across the world and express my views is dulled, it's dimmed if I allow that to come forward. So I compartmentalize, you know, I, I say at this moment, this is the most important thing on the planet for me. Nothing else enters my head. So I will do my best right this moment. We'll see after this moment, I'll have to go back to that anyway, right? So yeah, to the, so that is, that is how I approach it. It's not easy, you know, definitely it's not easy. But uh, whoever said life is easy. <laughs> in your job and in your life as an emergency room physician, you see that life is so precious and you've probably seen people that unfortunately haven't made it and some that have and you see their families. How do you apply uh, the statement of life, and you've said it, to your life. I mean, to your own life. I don't know if I'm saying this right. How, do you, how does the statement life apply to what you put into your work and some of the subjects that you tackle? Because I know you said that you don't want to necessarily always do a documentary about things that are very powerful to you. Mm -hmm. You'd rather show a story, a narrative, because you feel that people can accept it in a different way if they see it portrayed with actors, or maybe I'm mm -hmm, inserting mm -hmm. sure. words. Mm -hmm. Life is the most precious thing there is on this planet, period, you know. So, and it's also limited. We all know that. We know there's a beginning and there's an end. So, during that duration, it is important for me, because like you said, Karen, I have seen the extremes of life and death situations, you know, every day while in my practice, that when it comes to the creative field, I need to not only, first of all, engage people's minds and hearts, because if I'm, if I'm taking their time for an hour or for two hours in a film and having them sit and watch, I need to keep their mind completely engaged. So, in my experience, through my years, I've seen that fiction seems to pull in more audiences than documentaries do, at least in my experience. So that is where my concept of creating, in, including me, if I had the option of watching a very uh, acclaimed fictional narrative film versus a documentary, and I had that two hours time, I would naturally gravitate to the fictional film first because I, that's, that's how our brains are kind of wired to work. Unless you are a documentary filmmaker, unless you are in that niche of, you know, just that is your passion only then. But I want to hit the entire world's audience, you know, with my films. So, but I also want to deliver awareness. I want to deliver hope with my films. 
and and I want to deliver entertainment because if they are going to come there and sit there, I don't want them walking out feeling heavier and sadder and bo more bogged down than they did when they walked in, you know. So how do I do all of that together? That's how I decided to make films where I sit with my team and I, I create a very entertaining storyline with drama, with romance, with emotions, with dance, with music, which is of course my childhood base, you know. Um, and also the fact that from India, the talent is outstanding. I mean, I can say this uh, without doubt that they are the artistic talent that comes from India is the best in the world. Only thing is it may not be the most exposed in the world because they don't, all don't have platforms. You know, there are in villages, in cities, in small towns, you see children with the sense of rhythm, of precision, of discipline, of um, body control, you know, all that in dance, music, chanting, learning, which is uh, to me, it boggles my mind. And do you think all of them can ever uh, put it out into the world to show their talent? They are not able to. So in my minimal way, that was another thing that I was thinking of. I was thinking, okay, if I can create a medium and that to cinema being one of the most uh, prolific mediums out there which reaches the whole world if I can create a medium where I have the entertaining storyline where I have incredible music and dance and and which is also becoming very popular in the west people are loving the whole the Bollywood feel the Indian feel of you know the colors the vibrance all all of that and bring in very important public awareness messages in there and put it somehow that it hits with an impact and people love it. When they love it, they're going to go tell other people and they're going to come and watch. So that was my goal. So with my first film, which was Jojo Lali, a heart-wrenching lullaby, we created a, a very small budget experiment. It was a 40-minute film on HIV AIDS awareness and we made it uh, uh, about the vertical transmission of HIV from mother to child, which is very much it's not, it's, uh, people are aware, but it is not much spoken about, not, not much known. So we took that subject and made the story and uh, it was a brilliant success, you know, in, it won 13 awards in Indian film festivals and then it was played in Dubai and Brazil and uh, across the US, uh, in Atlanta, in Boston and the pediatric AIDS conferences uh, in all of these places and we had a Tucson premiere recently. So it's just marching across, you know, it's still marching. It's four and a half years old, but it's still marching across. People asking for it, wanting screenings um, and they come out uh, crying and it's not tears of, oh, I had the most boring time of my life or it bogged me down. It was that inspired thing of saying we need to do something we need to help this cause, we need to take this film everywhere and we loved it, you know. So that first experiment made me feel, okay, I'm in the right path, you know, I'm doing something correctly. So that's how the first one came about and um, from there we are moving on, you know. I, I can speak all day about the next film and the next film, but. And your production company is 
House of Pandit? Yes. Okay. Yes. When did you form it? When 2010. 2010. Yes. Okay. Do you remember what was sort of the inciting incident or spark in your mind where you said, this is, I want to not only be in films, but also be behind them, be a decision maker? Yes. Yes, certainly. Thank you for that question. Uh, you know, me being in the United States, uh, I was getting some wonderful f acting offers back in India. And I had not explored, even explored the Hollywood landscape. Not that I'm saying I would have gotten into it easily. I'm not saying that. But I haven't even explored that because I had enough of a professional life in the States to start yet another avenue of exploration. So I was sticking with India, you know, my original. So I was getting a ton of acting offers, but every single time they said, oh, can you come and we can maybe finalize you next week? I would have given my schedule into the hospital. For my work so and those as you know in the creative field it's all random calls you you can't really plan those things you know director team uh, producer team come together they say why don't we cast Kalpana let's call her they call me and yes oh where am I <laughs> so I lost out on a ton of roles like that you know because but I'm not regretting that because what I'm doing in this part of my life was tremendous certainly not reg uh, regretting that but I was trying, okay, what am I going to do? At some point, there should be a better way of doing this, you know. So that's when I thought, what about creating myself, you know. Um, and it was a scary thought, <laughs> believe me. And um, But I got wonderful support at that point. I got wonderful support um, from people who I connected to in India, from my people friends here, they, everybody said, yeah, do it. You only live once, you know, that's your dream. Try it, do it. And um, that's how that dream began. I mean, it wasn't any more dramatic than that. So I, I got my uh, company incorporated and uh, uh, the director, Sandeep Malani, who's done Jojo Lali, uh, is another brilliantly creative individual. I've worked with him now in three films. This third film is also his direction, Sulige Sikidaga. You will see how brilliantly he has made it. So um, he came up with the, the the business angle of it. He said he will do it very minimally for me. So he gave me great confidence that I would not be, uh, you know, wasting resources in a field which I didn't know anything about. So I trusted that, and then I gave him elements of the story, and he created this beautiful narrative, and he brought together the team. It was, a, it, it, it was entirely, the team was his creation. But the role he gave me was brilliant, that of a young mother who is, who falls in love with a philandering photographer and uh, gets infected. She doesn't know it. He leaves her. She is pregnant with his child, gives birth, and she's a happy single mother living her life with a beautiful four-year-old. Four years later, he's diagnosed with HIV. And that's when she realizes that he got it from her. And, and then she loses the child. And then what happens? How that story of hope comes about? That, that we, we didn't end it with the sadness. We, we, we showed that, yes, still you can live. Still you can go forward. Still you can impact lives and help people, even though you lost your own, you know? So that is how we began our journey with production. Life, I keep wanting to come back to that statement, and I've seen you put that in different things with like an explanation point, and I realize that it's more than just a word. I think it embodies your mission statement for your journey, and 
it sounds like that you have seen things that are sad, but that you bring with it the realization maybe that we're not going to be around forever and you want to take advantage of the time that you have. And so why is life so precious and how do you apply that every day to what you do? If we were not alive, we wouldn't be here. You and me talking. So this is a precious moment for me. You know, life is the greatest gift of this universe, especially human life. Because when you, when you look in the universe and you see all other creation, we are the ones who have this ability to reason. We are the ones who, I'm sure the other uh, species and other creatures, beautiful creatures of this planet also have emotions, but who is the one who has the ability to express everything? Humans. And so to be born human itself is one of the biggest gifts, in my opinion. It, 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 it also involves tremendous suffering. But you know, when you look at it as a whole, would I rather have been born than not born? As me, this entity? Yes, I want to be born. I want to experience all that there is to experience. I want to fight through this journey. I have this optimism that I came here as this person for a reason, onto this planet. Whether there is something beyond or not, that is a whole different discussion. But um, I like to believe that this, this instinct, what I have, this reason I came on this planet, there is a purpose. I want to find that purpose. Every single day I want to find that purpose. And the more I grow, the more I mature, I'm realizing that my purpose is humanity for me. I, I love people. I love to connect with people in whatever positive way possible, you know. So this gift of me becoming a physician happened almost as its own journey without me being aware of the journey because very early in life I, at the age of 17 I, be, I went into medical school in India we all do you know we go straight out of high school pre-university medical school so that was almost something that just happened as its own journey and when I look back to me it is like every moment of my journey has been almost engineered by a universal power and you know, at what points this instinct for me to do film, at what points my film became a success, at what point my acting, uh, my song became a success, at what point I developed a fan following. All these things, when you look back, they're all magical. And yes, there are low points also. I mean, and I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I do not believe in discussing my huge problems or small problems to everybody. There is no need for me to do that because I don't expect everybody to solve my problems. So I would rather in my capacity when I, when I have a platform, I would rather take the positive route. I would rather see how can I impact this person's feeling and make it better at this moment. If it's in film, it's through my creativity. If it's in medicine, it's one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I'm sitting with each patient, you know. In film, you have that larger scale. But it's, of course, it's a completely different way. Or, I mean, this, this takes years of study practice. That's a whole different thing. But that is my approach to it, you know. So, so yes, I mean, uh, coming back to that point, life, 
you know i uh, when when you see the fragility of it every day in front of you that's when you realize how precious it is that's when i realize when people take it for granted you know when they take uh, uh, their uh, privileges for granted wherever it may be in the western world many children many teenagers take their privileges for granted that's when i always want to show them stories and you know because all of them don't have that the uh, not the resources but they don't have those opportunities of seeing the difficulties everywhere else in the world you know and when i see that variety of life and humanity i am like in my tiny little capacity as long as i live as long as i am able to have these interactive platforms i will spread positivity because what is the other option i can be negative right what is that what is that solving what is that doing at least by being positive i'm putting a smile on somebody's face i'm bringing more awareness to to uh, to human conditions that are existent you know and i'm trying to in that one moment uplift one little something in somebody's life so that is my approach to life and but i do know life can be very beautiful you know i have been very blessed in many many ways with a wonderful strong family background i have seen what family can mean you know if you really put the effort you put commitment you put sincerity you you put sacrifices and you allow long term things to happen allow long term relationships to flourish the benefits are creating a legacy which which lifts the level of humanity human quality by better education creating people who are more aware more instinctive more comforting you know more compassionate and for that you have to sacrifice and you know you have to sacrifice uh, for example the the divorces that happen everywhere you know i'm not saying those divorces shouldn't happen i'm just saying look deeper into it i mean is it really worth breaking human relationships that easily you know is it really worth it is it is it is it better to create strength discipline togetherness family allow that to you know create a strong background for children to grow up in you know there there are so many so many things that encompass life that i can talk to you for hours one at a time but we don't have the time <laughs> uh yeah i would wish to get more time i don't know if that answers your question but it does okay thank you it does. thank you yeah so yeah life to me is a brilliant gift brilliant gift of what i don't know of the universe somewhere somewhere this human life evolution this gift that has come about if only all of us viewed it that way and took all the trials and tribulations in our stride and channeled a path strong and fearless you know go forward live your dreams don't be afraid everyone makes mistakes but don't be afraid you know so that is my way of looking at it your latest film is about women empowerment i know that's something that you're very very strongly about what is the name of the film and if you can tell us a story about you know the well thank you this is uh, one of some something i'm really really excited about uh, my film is called sulige sikidaga and the tagline is be fluid as water and sulige uh, sikidaga means caught in the whirlpool wow and it's not an action film like you said it's a woman empowerment film but the caught in the whirlpool means caught in the whirlpool of life 
taking you down, swirling down towards destruction. You know, how circumstances of life, especially for women in so many situations across the world, um, just spiral them out of control. You know, uh, they can't, they don't have control over so many things. And that always breaks my heart, you know, because, uh, because me being a woman, first of all, I'm all for humanity and human improvement and human potential and um, getting rid of human suffering, but especially women, because um, it has come to that. It has come to the point where we really, as women, need to stand together for each other. Every single woman needs to support every other single woman across the planet, you know. Their, their, their education, their safety, their, uh, their home situations, you know, what happens within homes for women. Um, they don't have a voice many times. And when they get that voice out, there is pandemonium. Instead of support, there is pandemonium. So, I am all for woman empowerment. And uh, our, this film is, uh, it's got four components. Um, it is about a young woman in India. I will not tell the story yet, but I will give the, the components of it. Because um, as I said, I always, the House of Pandit Productions, I want to have a, an awareness built into it, apart from the entertaining story. So this one's also directed by Sandeep Malani in India. But because I'm a Tucson-based person now, I, was, I also wanted to start getting films made in Tucson. So this film, for the first time in our production, about 15% of it is filmed in Tucson. So we have a Tucson director as well. Uh, Scott Barker is his name. So we have uh, an Indian director and the US director. So uh, somehow this new film, the, the medical awareness uh, cause that came into my my consciousness, which I wanted to put across, is grand mal epilepsy. You know, um, such a common thing that we see in the hospital all the time, in the emergency room, we see it all the time. And we, as doctors, it is easy for us to treat it. You know, we we can treat the condition, we can give them advice, we can give them follow up. But I also see the strong across the world. There is a stigma attached to grand mal epilepsy in so many areas of the world. You know, if it appears you you, you see a person having a, a grand mal attack in public, it 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 makes people afraid. It makes people stare. It makes people react in in weird ways. You know. So I wanted to bring that important topic into uh, awareness. So Sulige Sikidaga, that is the first component. I have brought the awareness of grand mal epilepsy into the film and as an actor, as a glamorous actor, I, I mean I'm pretty much, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate but my popularity is a lot to do with the glamorous aspect of me whereas when I think about myself, I, I don't think of me as that, that glamorous person at all. I mean for me I'm just that, that human, that thinking human who wants to keep doing, to keep creating. So I'm it will give the audience a shock to see my acting in that because obviously I play the protagonist in that film. And I have seen, according to my life experiences, I have portrayed that character with the grand mal epilepsy and I know it will shock people uh, because they will not expect to see that glamorous me with that 
vulnerable condition in public you know so that uh, that is the first component second component is we have uh, brought in uh, a split screen technology you know it has been done before of course but we have tried to do something very interesting where same woman same time frame in life if the reaction to the same condition is different by the people around her how will her life be different you know that is that is something which i was really wanting to to pull off and i think we have pulled it off brilliantly so that will show people okay a reaction like this by society what happens to the woman down the road a reaction simple change of attitude mindset change of mindset people around how life can take it differently you know so that is a second component um third one is we have brought in the hope angle and i all like i i all i already told you my films always have to have hope you know i do not like to end it with the sadness and the 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 plight because we see we see it all the time you know i have to give something which says that okay how do we counter this how do we how do we get one step better than what what it is already so the hope angle and that hope angle is where uh, i have brought in something which i have always wanted to learn martial arts uh, ever since i was a child but that one option i it did not uh, somehow it did not come into my life because you know uh, just the just the way i i i was my education my art artistic background and all i didn't have time i didn't have access to martial arts at that time to learn so it never was part of my life so i brought that in i practiced and we have pulled off an excellent i think i think it's an excellent martial arts fight scene there and my complete inspiration was bruce lee because i i have always been a great admirer great admirer not only of his work but of his life philosophies because the more you you research him and you see his uh, his uh, interviews and his writings you see that his entire martial art is based on the protection of humanity and the enhancement of humanity he always talks about that he talks about it as a principle which enhances life not destruction of life so even all that violence in the the films and then you see the the his philosophy behind it is always self defense protection your your martial art. and that that factor we have brought in and not only that we've also had we have shown martial arts and how the story ends with hope i won't tell the whole story but that other component is there and uh, and uh, in fact uh, this year is his uh, 75th birth anniversary incidentally i did not know this while i was making the film so i was very happy because i had the chance to actually go to the 75th uh, birth anniversary celebrations in las vegas a oh. month ago and meet the family of bruce lee oh wow so it was a it was a beautiful moment and they i heard them talking on stage and the anecdotes of his uh, life and uh, things that i didn't know because i i i only know from media other previous media so now i was i had the opportunity to meet and interact with them and uh, it was a, a i felt it was a, a blessed moment for me so the character that you play in the yes. new film how is she similar to bruce lee and his philosophies uh the initial character is not because i'm showing that the how the spiral goes downwards but how she comes out of it 
this, the like I said, the, the split character, the split technology where the positivity is happening, how she comes out of it is where the martial arts angle comes in. And that martial arts angle is, is inspired by Bruce Lee's principles and how she learns, how the discipline happens and how the final climax happens in Tucson. So that is, that is what is inspired. So it's a shift in her mind and her physicality. Yes, not yes. Not only in her mind, uh, it is also the interesting part is I've shown how social situations, how people react to her, can change her mindset. You know what I mean? Most many times in women disempowerment scenarios or in women suffering scenarios, the reason she's suffering is because of the attitudes of the people around her how they are seeing what she does as negative or repressive or how they try to suppress her, right? I mean, it's the reactions or how physically dangerous the situation can be because of the people around her, how they look at women, right, as an object. So many times it's the people around her, if that attitude changes, her life can change basically. So that component is what we have tried to bring in also. By saying it's not just her strength and her mindset, people's attitudes need to change. The entire collective mindset has to change. How man thinks about woman, how a previous generation woman thinks about this generation's woman. In other words, we need to support each other as women, you know. So that angle I brought about. So yeah, these, uh, these are the essential components and uh, I'm very excited. And I would love for all the Film Courage viewers to watch this interview, to uh, watch the film and love it and support it. Um, and let's take it all forward because our, the team that has created it is again given their heart, mind and soul to the film. And uh, both, both in India and in Tucson. And uh, uh, directed by Sandeep Malani, Scott Barker, produced by House of Pundit and uh, all the other actors, cast and crew. So your support would mean a lot. The world's support would mean a lot. So we can continue creating films which um, bring awareness. We, we start benefiting uh, causes worldwide. That's my goal also, obviously. With, with, as we grow bigger, I want to have screenings which benefit those causes. That's, that's definitely one of my main goals because as you know, financial support is one of the biggest things that we need also for all these causes. It makes a huge difference. So it is a commercial film. This is not something which I would say is a pub public service film. It's a commercial film. But with that commercial film, with, with audience uh, support, we can take it to great levels. So that's what I'm planning to do. Thank you so much, Karen, for oh. the wonderful time given to <laughs> me. And I am I, very thankful that we can put out these ideas to the world and uh, have all the audiences love it. Thank so, you. Thank you so much.